I should have gave you enough time to get to 1 Corinthians 13. If not, it'll be up on the screen for you. Um, sometimes I just feel like Joel Osteen sometimes. Just take your Bible and hold it up in the air. This is my Bible. All right, so here we go. Um, we've talked about all these things about love. If love, if the love of God is the greatest and it is something that we're actually really supposed to be walking in, if this is something that uh, how people are going to know we're Christians, then we probably should understand what it is and what does that mean. Now, I've said just in passing and real quick that the love that we're talking about here is not natural human love. And this is where a lot of Christians will get in trouble when you start talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, walking in love, because they immediately take their interpretation of what love is and apply it. And it's actually a lot bigger than that. It's a lot greater than that. It's a lot deeper than that. And uh, if you apply human love to that, um, just think about when you've told somebody you love them with natural human love, and then they made you real mad. And then you started thinking about whether or not you really loved them or not. <laughs> uh, listen, human love can, can be affected by the way it feels today. But the love of God is consistent all the time. Now, there were a couple of times in the Old Testament where the love of God probably got stretched to its limit. You go and read when they were walking around in the desert when they, uh, when they were the children of Israel. And there was times that if God and Moses ever got in agreement, man, we would have had a real mess on our hands. But thank God they never did. They, because there were some times where God was like, I'm, that's it. I'm wiping them out. That's it. I'm, I'm starting all over. And Moses would be like, no, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And uh, you said you were going to do this, you said you were going to do that. And then there were times that Moses would be like, that's it, okay, kill him. And God would be like, nope, we're not going to do that, I'm going to do this, this. So they never got in agreement. If they ever had been on the same day when they were both, uh, you know, stretched to their limits. But, you know, I, that's the only place in the Bible that I can see where the love of God, where he really started to really, and what was it that affected him that, that way? It was their unbelief. And, but the thing is, is if the love of God is consistent, and that's what we are called to walk in. And so if you don't feel like it today, you can actually still love somebody if you're loving them with the love of God. And that's what we're going to really try and show uh, in this message here. And uh, what do you know? Uh, my, there it is. My notes just shut off on me. It's, it's weird. Um, uh, so we're going to talk about that today. First uh, Corinthians chapter 13 really gives us the clearest definition of it. And that's where we're going, verse number 4. And we're going to read it out of a couple translations today, but we're going to start right here in the good old New Living translation. Verse number 4, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy, love does not parade itself, it is not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Now, I want you to notice again as we get into this that 
the reason that the that love is the greatest of all these things is because and especially these things that Paul lists here is because eventually these things are all going away. Um, we won't need them anymore. But here's the thing. We need them right now. We need the gifts of the Spirit operating in our lives right now. We need them in our churches right now. We need those things right now. But once we get to heaven, we don't need those anymore. We're not going to need the gifts of the Spirit. We're not going to need gifts of miracles and stuff like that. We're not going to need those things. And all, all throughout the rest of eternity you won't need those things but how many of you know while we're walking around up there we're still going to love each other that's why it's never going to pass away it's something that will always be for all eternity all right so again there's not going to be any tongue talking in heaven there's not going to be any prophesying in heaven no word of knowledge no other gifts of the spirit but love will be there all right here on earth the love of god can and will endure everything that comes along and this is where, again, we miss it when we put our own spin of human love on it. All right? When we get to the point where we go, I can't take it anymore. Well, that's your human love. I can't stand to be around them anymore. Well, that's your own human love. All right? Uh, if you walk in the love of God, it'll last through everything. Now, I'm going to pull out the Amplified Bible and read this to you. And I want you to, to listen to this. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious nor boils over with jealousy, is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily, it is not conceited, arrogant and inflated with pride, it is not rude, uh, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own ways, for it's not self-seeking, it is not touchy or fretful or resentful, it takes no account of the evil done to it, it pays no attention to a suffered wrong, it does, it does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoice when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is re ever ready to believe the best of every person, it hopes its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails, never fades out, or becomes obsolete, or comes to an end. And then he goes on to talk about the prophecies and all that, how that's, not, that's all going to go away. All right? So let's just look at the first one. Verse number four. Love endures long and is patient in kind. Now the word endure here is the, actually the same word for suffer. And it means uh, something, uh, to suffer something of pain or something difficult patiently. Now he's not talking about suffering from an attack from something like sickness or suffering from poverty or suffering from lack and need and depression and stuff like that he's talking about suffering from other people oh man here we go this is where we're going to go right here it's going to get real yay you know anytime you're dealing with somebody else you're suffering <laughs> 
Now, so immediately, we all want to go to the word suffering to mean like, you know, tied up in a, in a prison somewhere and been beaten, you know, you're bleeding and, and, you know, it's that kind of, or, you know, that kind of suffering. Listen, anytime there's a difference with somebody else. Now, we have people been in, that have been married in here for a long time. We have newlyweds in here. We have um, folks that, have, uh, that are, are widows or, or widowers. Uh, we've got all kinds of uh, varying forms of relationship. And every one of them would probably tell you in some way, shape, or form, they suffer with the other person in some way, shape, or form. What does that mean? They got all kinds of disagreements and things that are not the same. I mean, Jody and I have been married 15 years. 15 years, going on 16. And I'll just tell you right now, she suffers with me. <laughs> now, how would you know, Ed? I thought I saw somebody outside of our window. <laughs> she suffers with me. You know why? Because we don't see eye to eye on hardly anything. She's shaking her head. Yes, she knows. And it's not just because I'm a foot and a half taller than her that we don't see eye to eye. <laughs> okay? It's just about impossible to see eye to eye on everything when it comes to dealing with everybody. That's suffering. Now, there are some things that, you know, there's a, there's a, a leg of, su of suffering that is the hard stuff, the bad stuff, putting up with stuff. Then there is a side of suffering that's, okay, well, I don't like the way you put the kids' clothes away because I can't ever find them. That's suffering. Now, the word suffering here actually does mean it, it's under action or speech that makes someone annoyed or angry, especially when it's deliberately done from someone else. Now, there's a lot of people in here that'll put up with that kind of stuff, and they'll put up with it for a long time. But the second part of the verse is where it always gets us. They're not patient and kind while they're doing it. Uh-oh. Don't get quiet right there because then we won't know we're talking to you. All right? <laughs> People will endure long because they have to. But they'll let everybody know that they're enduring. We're very quick sometimes to give people a, a moment of our time, but we're really quick to tell them, I'm only doing this for a minute. Now, I'm only doing this because, you know, I'm trying to help you. I'm only doing this because, you know, and, you know what I'm talking about? I'm only putting up with this because, well, I'm only doing that because you, you, you really just seem like you needed help. But don't you count on me to be, I mean, there's very little patience involved in it. Very little kindness, come on, involved in it. We quickly will, if, if people don't measure up to what we think that we're supposed to do, there's very little patience and kindness, and we will quickly remove ourselves from them or them from us, and we will move on. Because we don't really have time for that. We don't really want to put up with that. Well, sure, it's because we're loving them with our natural human love. We have to 
choose something else that seems like it'll be more rewarding and, and more satisfying. I actually had people say this to me. Well, you know, I'm only doing this because the Lord led me to do it. Really? Did he, did he tell you to, like, hold it over my head the whole time, too? Don't get used to this. You ever use that one on somebody? Don't get used to this. All right. I think uh, we were talking yesterday. Jody and I were just talking yesterday. And uh, she had run out to the, um, to the uh, Target, or Staples, yeah, Staples, to get some stuff for the kids area down there. And uh, so then we decided when she got back we were going to go eat and then go down to Celebration, walk around, look at the, the fake leaves falling. Anybody done that yet? They, they, yeah. It, 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 see, you know you live in Florida when they have to fake leaves falling, and then at Christmas time they fake snow down there. It's like really. When she told me, they goes, yeah, they got they got fake leaves falling down there. Right there. I was like, what? And sure enough, they got these little leaf blower things that just blow these leaves out and they come down. So we were going to go down there and walk around, and so. She's there at Target or at Staples getting stuff for down here, and and, and so I got to get the kids dressed. <clears throat> and I'll just be honest with you: the way Jody puts clothes away makes absolutely no sense to me, at all, none, zero. I just kind of go. I have to text. Where 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 did you put? Where is this? And she'll say it's in this drawer, and I'll open up that drawer. Where in this drawer? Dig around in there. So I got to start digging around in there. And sure enough, it'll be in there, but it'll be like on the very back and the very bottom underneath five other, th other things that are not that. Some of you guys are laughing right now because you know exactly what the way the wife's mind works. It's like, I don't get that at all. Okay. In the 15 years that we've been married, I have said to her, I do not understand what you, the way you keep this house. I don't get it at all. It, 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 it's a, do you want to come up here and preach today, Ed? <laughs> I'm suffering long, but being patient and kind right now. Now, I, I, I'm trying to prove a point. I, in the 15 years we've been married have had plenty marvelous opportunities to not be kind. Okay? So has she. Like when she's watched me walk over and and put my foot on the on the trash can and the lid pops up and it's just about full. Okay, it's full. And instead of me just grabbing it and pulling the bag out and sticking a new one in, I do what all men do. It's more efficient, isn't it? Thank you, Paul. Thank you. And I've heard her just be like, why don't you just change it? We've had marvelous opportunities to be unpatient and kind. Listen, if you aren't patient and kind, the little things is what kills relationships. I counseled a couple one time that got divorced because 
they, they, had, they had all kinds of other issues, but the straw that finally broke the camel's back was when he would lay down to go to sleep at night, he would put his head on the pillow, and he would just go like this, and he would just rub on the pillow until he fell asleep. <laughs> See? Now, it's why. I don't know. I'm not him. But he just laid there and did that, and she, and she finally just said, that's it. I can't stand it anymore. Patient and kindness in the suffering. I could have flown completely off the handle and, and told Jody, your way of, of putting clothes away is ridiculous. Why can't you put all the shirts in one drawer and all the shorts in another drawer and all the socks in one? Why does it have to be some socks and some shirts and some shorts over here and a whole other set over here and because that's the way she knows where they are. So I could get impatient and unkind real quick. She could get impatient and unkind with me when she sees me compressing the trash down into the bag. Instead of going, why don't you just take that out? She could be like, I'm the only one that takes the trash out around here and cares that if it's spilling out onto the floor, Brent. She could be like that if she wants to. But we're trying to be patient and kind to one another. Why? Because we're already suffering long. Now see, again, everybody's like, well, suffering. There's so many differences here. We're completely, we're, listen, she's from California. I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> that just is hilarious in and of itself. But she's not just from California. She's from Orange County. Anaheim, Newport Beach. I'm from Flatwoods, Kentucky. I'm more kind of like where they are, Duck Dynasty fellas. She's more like the Real Housewives of Orange County. I said more. I didn't say you were. I said more. You're more. You're more. More like... Okay, so do you want me to say you're, you're like the guys from Duck Dynasty? Do you have the... No, she's not. They love Jesus. They do. There's girls that are Christians on there. But there's a, there's a huge background difference between the two of us. Huge. Huge difference. Okay? We're already having to put up with those kind of things. But listen, if I don't use patience with her and she doesn't use patience with me... We won't last another year, let alone another 15. Come on now. Because we got to be, in, in the fact that there is differences with somebody else, you got to be patient and kind while you're working through the differences. People at their job have other people treat them badly. Some people in here have been passed over for promotions. Other people have had things happen to them at their job or their career. And it makes their job harder. And a lot of times we're real quick to complain or to trash talk the person or the organization that passed over them or treated them badly or the person at their job that's so just a thorn in their side. And they'll, 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 they'll just go out and just talk horribly about them. Listen, you're, 
in your job, you're already suffering. Again, some of you may have a great job, but there are differences there. That's what the word suffering means, just putting up with differences. So are you going to be patient and kind while you're suffering through those things? Or are you going to be short with people and treat people horribly and actually compound the problem because they're making your life uncomfortable-er? More uncomfortable. <laughs> the God kind of love, uh, it, it's, not, it, it's not a deliverance from that. A lot of people think, well, I'm walking in love with people. I don't understand why I'm still having to put up with them. Because they're people. <laughs> well, why do I have to put up with this kind of... I mean, why do I have to have this in my marriage? Because they're a person. Why do I have to have this going on at my job? Because they're people. You might as well just get used to it and be patient and kind. This is what the love of God brings. It brings patience and kindness in spite of the suffering. When's the last time you tried to make one of those situations better in spite of how aggravating it was to you? Now, I, I listen, I can't talk about y'all. I can talk about us. Okay? We were, we, we drive, drove home from church two weeks ago. And, or was that last week? Last week. And I said, I'll stop at Publix, you know, because we usually stop at Publix on the way home. <clears throat> Grab a little something from the deli. That's why I'm always so sick of the grilled or the, the rotisserie chicken. I, we've had so much of that. And, or the fried chicken. And, you know, anybody else? No? Okay. Praise God. All right. So there's very little restaurants down there. Y'all been to our house. It's out in the country, man. We don't, there's very little place to eat down there, so it's Publix. Okay? And so, so I go in, and I'm like, and I put the kid, you know, one of the kids was in with me, and one was with her, so she pulls in behind me, and, and he gets in with her. And, and so I'm like, text me uh, what you want, and we go in there. So I'm in there walking around, and I'm getting all the stuff, and, and text never showed up, I guess. And so I get all the way out back paid all the way out in the car got all these and i get in the car and all of a sudden and I, and I pull out my phone and i go <sighs> now i am immediately thinking why did you wait so long now it, it, now that's what i wanted to do i wanted to get bent my flesh rose up on the outside of me. <laughs> and it was like, <clears throat> I was in there 20 minutes. What, what was so, what, what, why did you wait so long? And then I realized, instead of losing it, I just wheeled back around and got it back into the parking lot, the spot, and got out and walked back in. And as I'm walking back in, it hits me. Your phone's on silent, dummy. She, and I looked at the timestamp. She texted me 15 minutes ago. Now, if I got mad and I got bent and I got, she just don't care. I am walking around in here and I'm just the idiot at the grocery store walking around for my wife buying chocolate milk and other things. I look like a doofus walking around in here again. I'm going to walk back in like the dumb man who never comes to the grocery store. <laughs> oh, I forgot something. <laughs> now, 
Now, if I'm impatient and I'm not being kind, I'm going to get upset about that. And guess what? We're probably going to fight when I get home. Why? Because I'm mad. But then I had to tell her, I'm like, and I said it. I said, dang it. I texted her back. I said, dang it. Just now saw this. So then when we get back, when I get back home, she's pretty good about it. She says, oh, is the service inside the store bad? And I, I could have been like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Stupid Publix got them metal buildings, and I kind of immediately went there. But I told her, I'm like, no, that was on me. I had it on silent and didn't realize you text. Why? Patient. and Listen, I, I don't claim to have this whipped because, again, the outside man rose up, and I wanted to be like, oh, but when's the last time when something didn't go your way, you tried to make the situation better, no matter how bad you was aggravated? People in relationships, and we'll get down to the rubber meeting the road here now, I just don't love him anymore. I just don't love her anymore. People say, I've had it. I can't take it anymore. Forget this. I'm out of here. You may not be able to take it anymore. And you may not love them anymore, but the love of God can take it all. And he always loves them. Love hasn't had it. And since that love is in you, so can you. Ouch. So can you. You can. You can put up with it. You can Decide to be patient and kind. Why? Because the love of God's shed abroad in your heart. Think about this the next time you want to lose it over something that you're, you know, suffering with. How much is God putting up with us? And how long has he been doing that? Well, at least since creation. <laughs> kind of encompasses all of it, doesn't it? Since creation. Now listen, I understand it's difficult to put up with some folks. Sure it is. Anybody ever have somebody just rubs you the wrong way? You talk to them for five minutes and you're offended? You greet them for the first time and you kind of go, what's this person's story? Okay. You tell one on Terry. I can tell one about, about somebody else, but this has to do with me and her. First, first, all right, when we first came here to start the church... All right, we're having lunch with people, and the first person we met when we got here was Sarah, uh, Roll, and uh, went out to lunch with her and stuff. And so then we planned another lunch thing the next the next few days, and she was going to come, and she did. And Terry was supposed to because we were friends on Facebook, and so uh, I sent her a little thing, hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee or something? And she's like, yeah. And so we we come up here and we met, and or we did actually she didn't come to that one because something happened to her car or something, and and. Um, so then um, she started coming to the interest meetings about the church, and, and, and slowly we were kind of getting involved in it. Well, after we had met like five or six weeks, Chris and Suli, all these folks were coming. I emailed everybody that was in that core group that first started, and I said, listen, I'm asking for permission to be your pastor and help us start this church. Now, we had had limited, hi, how are you? I'm Brent, nice to meet you. What do you do? That was about the extent of, you know, just real servicey talk. This was the email I got back from Terry. Okay. 
Well, what is your definition of being a pastor? Now, I was like, what in the heck? What? And I immediately could have made a choice to be like, do I even want this lady to come to our church? And I'm thinking in the back of my mind, I'm going, you're, an, you're a, a Rama graduate. You should know. We have the same definition. Now, I could have just been like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not going to. What, what, what it was that? That's the suffering. That's the difference. Now, my response to that is going to determine whether or not she stays or goes. Patience and kind. So I took a deep breath and sat down and thought about it. Wrote a nice little email back. Evidently it worked because she's sitting right here. <laughs> it is not easy to deal with folks, especially when it's folks you don't know that well. People that you work with on occasion who have, you know, have a reputation. The first time I met Keith Neighbor, which all of you have heard speak here before, Keith, first time we met, Keith's from the north in Minnesota, one of the most sarcastic human beings in the world, and everybody that worked there told me, you will not like him, and he's not going to like you. And they told him the same thing, you're not going to like him. And the first time I had any interaction with him, I kind of thought to myself, yeah, he's a little bit sharp. Huh? And not, not, not mentally sharp. I mean, like, <laughs> cutting with his words sharp. He's probably watching right now. Right? And the thing is, is you could size up people instantly without patience and kindness and miss a lot of great people in your life. If I had sized him up based on, now watch this, based on the shallowness of me, I would have missed the deepness of our relationship. And somebody better catch that. Listen, that's, that's one of my best friends. We still, we haven't worked together in two years. We still talk at least twice a week, maybe three times. And now that we've started this podcast, which I haven't really said too much here in the church about it. I've been posting like crazy on Facebook about it. We started a podcast. He and I started a podcast. And we've been like, like two little kids again, like with the new toy. It's like... Oh, what do you think we did this one in? What do we did this one on? And it was like, you know, a, a, a rekindling. That would never happen if I had been impatient and unkind, or he had been. If you're wanting to get impatient with folks, think how patient God is with you. How many of you in here have it all figured out? Ed, do you want to raise your hand? Yeah. <laughs> When you're ready to go and cut somebody out of your life and remove them, what if God did that to you? When you're, when you're ready to sever a relationship or tell somebody off or you say these words, it's not worth it putting up with them. Think about how many times God may have wanted to do that to us. And he didn't, and he blessed us anyway. Now the thing is, is God wouldn't ask us to do or be something that we couldn't do. That would make him an unjust God. This means that we can. We can be patient and kind while we're putting up with differences in people. Because we're in a relationship with him, 
and he is love. As I said before, the most potent characteristic of God is the fact that he is love. Everybody in here, I'm sure, has wanted to quit. But if you'll listen to the love of God on the inside of you, you won't. You'll be patient with those differences. You'll be patient with those things that drive you crazy. You'll be kind in the times that they are nails on a chalkboard to your ears. <laughs> if we stay in this light and we stay in this frame of meditation where we keep this thought in our heads and in our minds and in our spirits, we won't weaken in the face of those who are driving us crazy. We'll be able to go on loving those people whether we feel like it today or not. And that's just the first part of the first verse. So you can tell we're going to take some time with this.